Welcome to Look Dad No Hands, a podcast uh, created and produced by me, Faith Mark, and my dad. Who's sitting over here. Chip Mark, um, a father-daughter duo with a humorous outlook on life and the things that fill it. Um, Today we have for you our very first episode. Um, At the time of the recording, we hadn't quite decided on a name. So, here you go. Dogs rule, cats drool. Are there a lot of drunk podcasts? Because that might be a good idea. I mean, if you want to get drunk while we're recording, I feel like that's like the secret to a lot of good podcasts. Mm. Like at, at live shows a lot, like the Mabim Bam live shows, they get fucked up. Yeah. I think you should not drop F-bombs because now we have to have a, like a mature rating or something. How are we going to get through this without swearing? <laughs> and what was your game plan? Just to not swear? I thought it was to like. I thought it was. I thought we were doing the Sesame Street version of this thing. No, I thought we were doing a funny podcast wherein funny people swear. Ses- Sesame Street's funny and there's no swearing. I. I've seen other podcasts do like once a year, like for Christmas. They do a podcast where they don't swear. You know. Just because Wubim Bam's the only podcast that I know of doesn't mean that every podcast reference here on out has to be to Wubim Bam. What? Okay. All right. So, name ideas. Play off of review. Um, well, I was just looking over there on the shelf and we have split peas. You can work that in somehow. <laughs> like split generationally unhelpful peas review. Okay, so see what you're doing now is you're just taking mine and making it worse, which may appeal to some people. I'm pretty sure yours was like at the low point anyways. It wasn't that bad. I feel like you're not giving a generationally unhelpful review credit. It's just a lot to say. Pretty, it doesn't like I'm pretty sure if I was like time. picking through podcasts, that wouldn't be one I would pick. Do we know what we're going to record about? Well, I was thinking cats. Like, no. I texted you. You don't want to do cats? I mean, that can be a... You know, this requires, like, further, like, ahead-of-time research. You know, I've researched cats because I texted you twice and said, Hey, do you want to do this about cats? And you never responded. I thought you said and I cats like, and sure. dogs. I did research. I went to the wiki page. Look at it. Right here on my, on my phone, I have, up at the same time, on two tabs next to each other, cat Wikipedia and dog Wikipedia. That way I can say things like... Cat Wikipedia has a heading called Interaction with Humans. Dog has a um, heading that says Intelligence, Behavior, and Communication. And then they also have one that says Roles with Humans. Hmm. So, so pretty, have... much, <laughs> pretty much cats are, are an ornament. And dogs are useful and helpful and friendly. Here's the thing. I did research into cats. So do you want me to tell you my cat-based research? No. Okay. So according to the Smithsonian A Brief History of House Cats article, um, there was a study in Cyprus, which is a Middle Eastern isle on the Mediterranean Sea. Everybody knows what Cyprus is. Is, Do they? Because I didn't before I looked it up. Um, Dated domestication back 9,500 years of cats. However, some authors speculate that it began up to 12,000, yes, 12,000 years ago. Archaeologists rec- record 
archaeological record shows the first undisputed dog remains buried beside humans 14,700 years ago, with disputed remains occurring 36,000 years ago. All right. Apparently, all cats come from a Middle Eastern wildcat called Felis sylvestris. Um, cats kind of domesticated themselves as opposed to humans domesticating them. They made themselves useful by eating rodents, right, right for like agricultural. Um, and in turn, they earned a safe home through that. So, I mean, it's sort of the same with dogs, right? Because dogs sort of made themselves useful to humans by protecting them or, or being able to protect them. And also, you know, chasing off larger predators. So cats, cats would eat rats and people would be like, okay, well now my wheat stores are better and there are no rats in my, in my barns. <laughs> in some cultures, uh, like Egyptian or Roman cultures, cats were revered. Um, whereas in Europe, during the Middle Ages, they were demonized, and many of them were killed, which, ironically, led to the, um, could have helped to spread the plague, because less cats were eating rats. I like the part when they would put them in wicker baskets and burn them for entertainment. I, I think that that's not actually something that happened. Was that actually something that happened? According to Wikipedia, which is the source of all knowledge, it did. Well, I, right off the bat, would like to rate cats 10 out of 10, because I like cats. You're allergic to cats. Yeah, I'm allergic to cats. It doesn't mean I can't love them. But I'd also give dogs 10 out of 10. So, <clears throat> so pretty much you, um, your rating scale isn't reliable. <laughs> no, I like both things. I think that both of them are 10 out of 10. If you want a cat to be like your best friend and play fetch with you, I don't think that that's the right animal for you. But You'd, if, rec you'd recommend a python? I'd recommend a dog. Oh. If you were to may maybe want, you know a low effort animal like uh, an animal that yeah you got to put effort into it but in the end it's just gonna do its own thing i would recommend a cat like it's good for like college students or whatever people who don't want to you know walk a dog every day plus i was trying to think of another point but i couldn't think of one <laughs> i was giving you time yeah it was the custom to burn a basket, barrel, or sack full of live cats, which was hung from a tall mast in the midst of the bonfire. I think that's depressing. The French kings often witnessed these spectacles and even lit the bonfire with their own hands. See, I think that's sad. So I'm not advocating for torturing animals, because I might have a soul, but... <laughs> I mean, if you're going to pick an animal, pick a cat to do it to, right? No, 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 no. Don't pick any animal to do it to. Pick a fucking kangaroo. Those guys are assholes. So I've heard. I've never actually seen one in person. But, like, pick, like, just not, like, I don't know. I feel like... I'm trying to think of an animal that's, like, an asshole. But the difference between... Pythons. Like, pythons? No, they're just doing their own thing, man. How would you feel if a bunch of humans came up to you? Like, these big, scary creatures. Like, if you had a defense mechanism, you would lash out at them. That happens to me every day. <laughs> I make fun of them, and they go away. Snakes can't do that. Hmm. Cats can. No. Cats can bite them. I mean... 
for I like I like watching videos online where kids like go after animals or a cat and the cat like knocks them off the bed. That's I think that better. that's funny. I like watching the car crash videos. Yeah, the car crash videos are good. But I, I do like the ones where like kids get kind of like knocked over. You know, like they're doing something stupid and they get kind of knocked over for it. And you're like, oh, last time you'll ever do that. Want to hear my ranking system for, for car crash videos? Is it going to be funny? Because if it's not going to be funny, I feel like there's a better time to do it. Ranking dash cam videos. One, humans. Motorcyclists flying through the air or sliding down road. Two, human injected from vehicle. Three, pedestrians getting hit. Four, someone hanging onto the vehicle. <laughs> Two. So that those are the top that's the top tier, right? Okay, those yeah. those are the ones where I like I rewind and will rewatch. Yeah. Rollovers. The more turns the better. And that can either be the third person view or the dash cam yeah, view. Yeah. I like the dash cam views better. Yeah. Are you is that why we have dash cams now? <laughs> <laughs> we got dash cams. <laughs> Wreckage or tractor trailer contents scattered down the roadway. Like when two cars hit and they obliterate and there is just there is car parts and debris everywhere. Mm-hmm. Four, vehicles impacting non-movable objects. So, you know, the vehicle's flying along, hits a guardrail or a post or something, and just stops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then there's style points. Instant karma, for example. Mm-hmm. The vehicle causing the accident sustains the most damage. Uh, collateral damage. Parked vehicles, signs, utility poles, buildings, guardrails, etc. More style points. Staggering humans or mm. near-miss pedestrians. Yeah. Style points, flames. <laughs> <laughs> there was one I watched five times, just hit, kept hitting back and watching five times where where there was a collision and then people running out of the car and then flames engulfing the entire thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, and then my last style point, my last additional style points are multiple dash cam recordings of the same accident. <laughs> That's a thing. Um, Honorable mentions, high def and slow motion. Yeah. Mm. Narrative, uh, negative points, non-human animals. I don't like seeing the dogs yeah. in the car. Or, yeah. Or the, like the accidents that involve a horse and buggy. Yeah. Uh, negative points, dash cams that become dislodged. Yeah. For crying out loud, stick your dash cam down. <laughs> and na- near misses, the, the ones where it's just a near miss. And, and you know, you're going, ah, those, those guys are idiots, but nobody got... Nobody got destroyed. Yeah. Nah, like, I'm here to watch the car flip over, or I'm not here at all. I have two unicorns. Unicorn one, seeing the human reaction, for example, the face of the pedestrian or bicyclist going over the hood, or the driver slash passenger getting T-boned. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that that is just, that's precious. And unicorn two, seeing the hood ornament of a Mercedes Benz get knocked off. <laughs> That, that's my ranking for dash cam videos. Yeah. Do you remember the one, like, set of videos that was all just, like, these trucks going under this one bridge that was just a oh, little too Oh, 10 foot 8 or whatever that oh was? Oh, my God, yeah. I Sometimes I go to that site just to see the new ones. <laughs> yeah. Because I have them all memorized. <laughs> <laughs> like, the guy that turns and then doesn't go. Yeah. And then you see him Oh, God, disappear. the one where they back up and do it. <laughs> and then he gets a running start. Yeah. yeah. I like the one where they, like... They, they go and they stop and they turn around and they back into it. I found, um, I spent some time, it wasn't hard, and I found like the actual city and intersection where that is. Mm-hmm. And getting around it is a little bit of a pain in the neck because you got to kind of go a little bit out of your way. Mm-hmm. 
but we're not talking about miles. Yeah. Right? I mean, when you see that intersection, you go, well, maybe it's maybe it's 40 miles to the next time you can cross that highway. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a highway in uh, near where I grew up where there's four places you can get go. It's the it's the 90 in western New York, and there's four places where and they're, they're miles and miles and miles apart. That's not the case here. <laughs> We're talking about a few blocks. <laughs> I think about that video a lot. It may be my bedtime, my bedtime watch tonight. Yeah. Eleven foot eight bridge is a railroad bridge in Durham, North Carolina, United States, that has attracted media coverage and popular attention because tall vehicles such as trucks and RVs frequently collide. Sorry, that was the end of the little bit. In frequently collide with the unusually low overpass, resulting in damage ranging from RV roof air conditioners being scraped off, which is one of my favorites, mm-hmm. to entire truck roofs being removed. Again, I like the ones where the contents of the truck is everywhere. It's, yeah. a, it's a yard sale. Why do websites, why do you think websites, do you think it's like for clickbait? Because you're scrolling on your phone, like maybe, I don't know, you're looking up like the lyrics or something. And the little preview only gives you down to like, the first, like, stanza and a half. I think it's clickbait, so that you click on the article. Well, I think because if you're not interested in that song, but another song, then there's more room to scroll down yeah, to see more hits. but I don't go on to Google to, like, go to another website to look at the information. When I go on to Google to find information, I, I want to be able to read it from that little blurb they give you. I think we've hit our first generation gap thing. <laughs> yeah, first generation <laughs> gap thing. I don't I don't want to like cuz like You have to click it to read the entire article or you lose. But there's there's like that just like that like little bit of information that could be just enough to like get you through, right? Cuz yeah. otherwise you have to click it and you don't know. It's like, called the rabbit hole. There if could you don't be spend ads. an hour looking for something. <laughs> I don't want to look at ads. I don't want cuz like uh, on the Google you don't get ads. You just, you look at it and you're like, oh, that's information that I needed to know or I was looking up and possibly don't need to know. But what if the next sentence saved your life? Well, I wouldn't go on to Google for life-saving information. (laughs) (laughs) Will you ask your friends? Because I'm going to say go. You call call the authorities. (laughs) So while you're sitting there typing, how do I stop blood flow? I'm going, 911, hey. How do I stop blood flow? Except I already know how to stop blood flow because I took a basic first aid training class. Use a tourniquet. And if that's not going to work, pressure. Did they make you apply the tourniquet? Mm-mm. Oh, actually, maybe. Yeah, I took one where they made us apply the tourniquet. Oh, wow, your education is so much better than mine. Do you want me to go get a tourniquet so you can do it? No. No, I'm fine. Thank you. <sighs> you know, I carry tourniquets. There's one right in that bag right there. I'm going to take a wilderness responder first aid class. At the end of that class, you can declare people dead. Seriously? That's what Uncle Kenny told me. Oh. We still need to come up with a name. Should we wait until after we, like, show this episode to people? See their their maybe we should Maybe we should have, like, a naming contest. The problem is that you need viewership before you can do a contest. I wonder if the mic will pick up our dog. She wants to be on the podcast. She might be. Alright, cats. And dogs, I guess. I, yeah, I think we've I think we wore that one out. Really? Yeah. Dogs are intelligent, they're trainable, they learn, they love. Cats cats eat our mice. That's it. No, cats also I I don't know. I prefer 
So, Nebby right. is... Here's the other research I did. Ready? Okay. Dog saves lives. Thousands of bona fide hits of dogs actually saving people's lives. Cat saves lives. All right. At best, I mean, there were probably still thousands of hits, but they were loony bins saying, oh, my cat meowed really loud and woke me up. The cat wasn't saving your life. The cat wanted you to get up and open the door so it could escape from the burning home. But I, th- I don't know. I feel like you're really biased. Dogs jump into water and save people. I still think you're biased. Dogs chase off. I don't know why we have to have to pit the two against one another. It was your idea. No, it wasn't. My idea was just to review cats. I never agreed to that. (laughs) Cats suck. I like cats. I think that they're good. They're allergenic. So are dogs. Hmm. Not all of them. Not all cats are allergenic. I don't think the Wikipedia says that. There are hypoallergenic cats. I didn't see it in the cat article on Wikipedia. Which I read more than the Google, you know, four first four lines of. Didn't you ever see something about Mary? No. I only watched um, the one about the kid and the old lady doing it recently for like a sociology class. What was it called? <laughs> I don't know. I don't do those searches. <laughs> How about we never talk about our <laughs> fetish searches on the show? That's not what it was. There's uh-huh. like an actual movie. And it's like considered to be like a classic movie. Um, it was like... It was like the name... Oh, Harold and Maude. Harold and Maude. Okay, so Harold and Maude. Pretty sure I'm not going to enjoy this bit of um, uh, sociology. Was that the class? Yeah, it was this on taboos. Young, rich, and obsessed with death, Harold finds himself changed forever when he meets a lively septuagenarian. Septuagenarian. 70-year-old? Yeah. Maude at a funeral. Hers? <laughs> no. <laughs> Because uh, that's wanna, a whole different fetish. Do you want to listen to some of the reviews? <laughs> no. Okay, I'm going to read some of the reviews. Just got to get to the review page. <clears throat> Walnut0817 says, One of the most understated lessons in on life. I first came to Harold and Maud from a suggestion from an eccentric friend who I thought I would humor by tracking down a 34-year-old movie. What I found, however, was one of the most amazing yet understated movies about the joys of life that I have ever seen. There are many subtitle lines that take an extra amount of time and thought with... Subtle lines, not subtitle lines. With a little self-reflection that can shake the very belief system of the viewer. For example... Later when you're editing, you can re- redo that part and cut it in. Yeah, I know. Zoos are full. Prisons are overflowing. Hang on a second. Later when you're editing, you could read the rest of those reviews. And I'll, and then you could put in... Here, I'll do a little sound vote. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, see, it's funnier if I get your reaction live. Hang, hang on, hang on. I'm going to give you a couple more that you can paste in. Oh, wow. I didn't think of it that way. I'm so glad we had this conversation. I want to listen. I want to read some of the bad you, reviews. You talked over my my line that you could use to cut and paste wherever you wanted. You know, a lot of kids these days listen to vinyl. Like they go out of their way to buy like vinyl records and a record player, even though it's more expensive. To find a lot. I don't know. Enough that it's Five. like enough that you can buy like a record player in stores like 
like fucking I saw one recently in a store uh, JCPenney maybe or like Spencer's <laughs> yeah right so like enough that it's marketable to like people who go to Spencer's what kind of people go to Spencer's is this a conversation you want to have? <laughs> is that really, like, a conversation that you want to have with me right now? Because... With me, your I've... daughter, right now? I don't know if that was made clear at the beginning of this episode. That is my father, and I am his daughter. Because, I... And this is not, like, a conversation that you want to have with me, your daughter, right now. Should we give out little fun facts about ourselves? Sure. A little introduction. A little introductory episode. That's my dad. He's 60 years old? My daughter, she's like seven. <laughs> How old are you? Fifty six? Fifty-three. Now you have to cut that out because that'll help people dox me. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna cut that out. Actually I'll be fifty three in May. Fifty three in May. I round it up. I'm nineteen, not I mean that's pretty close to seven. We live in New England, I feel like it's safe to say. So it's cold out. I'm a wannabe mini prepper. What? I have a flashlight in my pocket. How does it make you a wannabe? Well, I'm not carrying a gun at the moment. I, at the moment. <laughs> I work in a restaurant. And a knife. So do you have enough to like, at least entertain yourself? Yeah, for... I could probably get like a half hour episode out of this maybe 25 minutes i mean i feel like for a test here i'm gonna go ahead and stop recording i'm gonna say something important okay i stopped <laughs> so that was the very first episode thank you for listening um if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email at us at uh, ldnhpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on SoundCloud and on Instagram at lookdadnohandspodcast and on Twitter at nohandspodcast. Um, we are also on the iTunes store, Look Dad No Hands Podcast by Chip and Faith Mark. All right, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you two Mondays from now. <laughs>